1: Everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of tea with janae i'm your host janae Kirshner of janae Kirshner photography and the photo education and coaching site tea with janae tea with janae is where we give real advice tangible tips and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer i'm so excited about today's brand new episode because i'm chatting with erin bridgman all about how to use your wedding business to build your personal wealth Erin shares how she created a six-figure photography business in under two years and how that gave her the capital to begin her real estate empire. A little bit about Erin is that she is a money management and mindset coach who empowers female entrepreneurs to design a business that is not just profitable, but actually grows their personal wealth. It was a joy to talk to Erin, and I know you guys are going to love today's episode. It's full of lots of insight and thoughtful tips and tricks, and I hope you guys love it. So let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Erin, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here.
0: I am excited to be here and talk all things money.
1: I know. Me too. I love this topic. (laughs) (laughs) yay yeah i know i'm pumped i feel like this is a really fun topic we're going to be talking about you know how to use your photo biz to build personal wealth and i think anything that can help people make more money um, with things they already do is very exciting so i'm pumped but before we get started let's introduce you to our listeners um can you tell everybody a little bit about you your company and how you got started
0: Yes, I'd love to. So I am from Indianapolis. So I'm a Midwest girl and I started in the wedding industry. I have a deep love for the wedding industry. And um, my husband and I, right after we got married, we purchased our first camera and we created a photo video business that in a couple years in, we scaled to six figures. And that really is the foundation of what has allowed us To create the wealth that we have. And um, so, after kind of I was leaving my full time job, going like, hey, I can make this photography thing a full time thing, I started to dabble in uh, creating. Sort of a brand around myself, and and that was doing business coaching, and have really since uh, we've retired the cameras, and I'm really focused on helping women be empowered with money and to grow their personal wealth through their businesses. So that's all through my coaching business, and then Brent and I also run a multi-million-dollar real estate company, and so that is my life now, and I've got a baby. Uh, sweet Ava and another one on the way. So we have a full
1: beautiful life. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, what, what do you do? July. Oh, nice. Oh, July what? July 13th. Okay, cool. My daughter was due July 4th, but she came a week early. So that's, uh, that's exciting. <laughs> yes. I, was so, I
0: really wanted a summer baby because I'm like, their birthday parties will be amazing. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Her birthday is the last day of school in New York City. So okay. it's always like the best celebration. It's like no more school yes. and it's your birthday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's the best gift ever for a kid. Oh, that's awesome. So you have two businesses, really. You have your coaching yep. and then you've got your um, multi-million dollar real estate. That's awesome.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right so now, your like, time th- is split there.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you're definitely someone awesome to have and come on and talk about this. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm you're excited. talking about. I'm excited. Oh, I'm super excited too. All right. So let's break it down. You know, I think people are like all right I'm interested where do we start so how or when do you know if your if your photo business is prof- profitable you know like is it i think for me i i realized oh I'm making money um this is really happening when I could contribute to my retirement right like the first time I contributed to my retirement I was like oh my god cuz I had only done that through my old corporate job
0: mm, <laughs> you know yeah. or
1: maybe Or maybe it's when you pay yourself a salary. Like what, you know, how do you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I know you had a previous guest on your show talking about bookkeeping. And I think that's if if your listeners haven't listened to that. I'd be like, go listen to that too, because she's talking about the numbers in your business that you need to know. And we can touch on those things too, but that's how you actually know if you're profitable. Right. And I think so many times we focus on, or or we see in in, in the marketing space about like becoming a six figure business and revenue and all this stuff. But really what matters is not just your revenue. I mean, you could be losing money, you know, depending on your expenses. And so You really have to know the numbers in your business. And even more than that, once you are profitable, and this is what I'm really passionate about, is blending both being the CFO of your business and being the CFO of your personal life. Because so often I see women... Cranking and doing a lot of work in their business, and they're scaling and they're creating more profitability, but that isn't actually impacting their personal life. And that's because they're not paying themselves a salary. Mm -hmm. they're not paying it consistently. Often it's low and last. So it's the last thing we pay. We're very conservative about it. And of course, every business has different um, seasonality to it. And sometimes we're really reinvesting. But often I find that people end up spending a lot back into the business or holding on to it. And not paying themselves, so I think that is the first key. Is in order to build personal wealth, we have to have uh, an excess of money, and, access. and so that means we have to be paying ourselves a salary consistently. We need to be raising the salary, giving ourselves bonuses, and the only way to do that is to know the numbers in your business. Yeah. And so that is that is my baseline, I guess, for growing personal wealth through your company.
1: Yeah. I I love that. So paying yourself and paying yourself well, and maybe even first. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And even if it's,
0: you know, like you're not, I mean, I I coach many successful business owners. I'm talking about like, you know, six figure business owners, people who are really killing it. But this is the sort of the skeleton in the closet of my numbers are a mess. I have a lot of like, you know, mindset issues around money. And um, I pay, I don't really pay myself a salary. I just kind of draw off my business when I need it. And not only is that not helpful for you to build wealth, but I think what we're telling ourselves, our subconscious is like, we're training ourselves that like, we're not worthy of the money or, you know, we're not willing to put a risk on ourselves. We were willing to do it in other places. And so that's a huge thing that I I would love for, every woman to start doing and Even if it means you're paying yourself a really small amount of money consistently, um, you've got to get your numbers dialed in so that you can know exactly what that number can be. But start to energetically move the money from your business into your personal life is really that. important.
1: Yeah. We, we talk about mindset a lot on this podcast. I and mean, I had so many shifts in 2020 and big personal growth. And, and mindset was really like the key mm-hmm. that unlocked it all. And I think for women you know, a lot we're taught or told, you know, like, oh, you're not good at money, you're a girl, like, you know, leave it to the men or whatever. And I feel like that's such a misnomer because women are pretty powerful and run businesses and need to like take care of their own finances. So I love that you're like saying that kind of stuff in a way that you have to pay yourself and show that you're subconscious that you're worth it. I love that.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's so good that you bring that up about like how society has kind of informed women and how we're kind of, we take it on. And we say, I mean, one of the biggest excuses or the biggest mindset blocks I hear is like, I'm just not good at math. I'm not good at numbers. Spreadsheets confuse me. And I always like to be like, Hey, listen up. Like nobody's born knowing their numbers, literally (laughs) nobody. It's a skill that you attain Mm -hmm. um, just like anything else. Nobody knows math coming out of the womb. And so when you move into the position of being a business owner, going from hobby to business owner or leaving your full-time job, whatever that is, part of that by nature means... If it's a business, it means it's about money and numbers, and you have to learn that skill, just like you learn the skill of social media or whatever else. And so, yeah. um, I think that's really key.
1: Yeah, I love that. So, how did you know, like, that you were profitable in your biz? Like, how you know? When did you realize, okay, now it's time that I can grow this into my own personal wealth?
0: Yeah. So you know, way back in the day. We were really living off of um, w- our approach like years ago. This was probably like five years ago. So, no, no, way longer. 2014. Oh my gosh, time. <laughs> uh, five years ago. Um, we chose to not live like our lifestyle. Uh, didn't require us to live off our business. We, my husband and I had two other jobs, but we were still using that money. We weren't just like, Oh, okay. We're just going to like leave that and keep, you know, we were like, okay, we're going to compile it we had eighteen thousand dollars that we saved up from our photography business that at the time was very significant for us mm-hmm. and part of the way we were able to do that at that point is we knew our personal budget I mean Brett and I would we've uh, since found like little copies of our budget meetings and stuff we're like oh my gosh we're so cute like <laughs> we could go out to like cheesecake factory was like a splurge and we'd share a meal and we would talk through our budget you know or stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so we knew what our lifestyle sort of needed what we needed to make and how we could live without you know having um dipping into the photography business and so we saved the $18,000 and we decided to take that money and Brett and I were like well we could We had a lot of student debt um, and we were like, we could take that money and we could pay off one student loan or being the serial entrepreneurs, risk takers that we are. We were like, or we could take that money and create, put it into an asset that would will generate enough money to pay off all of our student loans. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what we did back in 2014. So that's, I think one way, but then now, you know, in our companies, we, uh, you know, in our real estate company, we have, we pay ourselves a consistent salary. We're an S corp and we have to, you know, we do that. And then in my coaching business, I use the tools and the money matrix system that I talk about and that my people go through in order, to understand my cash flow and pay myself a consistent salary and i have that on you know auto draw in my my bank account and then i do bonuses from there.
1: Oh nice. Oh that sounds good. So yeah. you know i guess the question is you know from your personal wealth from your biz wealth you know how do you maybe start making it separate you know like you just said you auto draw it out like what may what are some ways that you start to do that?
0: Well, you know sort of what I do is we have, you know, you've got to get all of your business numbers dialed down, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to understand. And when I'm coaching entrepreneurs, we understand your revenue, your expenses, you know, your tax payment. We make sure that we have a tax payment that you pay every single month based on the profitability of your business. And you get to customize the percentage of your taxes based on previous years. And that's really actually very important because, early on in entrepreneurship, Brett and I were surprised by a very large tax bill Mm -hmm. that we didn't, we were paying, we were saving for taxes, but we didn't account for our increased revenue, which meant increased taxes. And so the system helps you understand, okay, uh, how much do I need to set aside every month? And then it'll help you see the cash flow in your bank account. So at the end beginning of the month and end of the month based on all these numbers, how much cash do you have in your bank account? And then, you know, when you're doing bookkeeping, when you're doing like your P&L sheets and stuff, that's very like retroactive, right? It's going in and it's reconciling transactions and making sure that things are buttoned up from the previous month. But what I like to do is that's the foundation, but then we have to do that looking forward. And so when I work with people, we like to look at a full year. What does a full year look like coming up wherever we are? So um, and we look at those booked numbers. So what are your safe numbers? What you did last year? What, you know, you know, I normally coordinate this many weddings this month and this month, you know, and you kind of get an idea. And then we really press into the power of manifestation and expansion and we do projections. So, all right, if you're really dialed in and if you're really thinking about your marketing strategy and your energy and what you could bring, what else would you like to to bring into your world? What else do you want to promote and go for? And so we create projections next to your sort of safe or booked numbers. Mm -hmm. And then we can see, and and I always say, let's make those realistic yet stretching because we're going to basically count on those. We're going to count on the projections happening. And then we can see your cash flow based on both of those things, and that allows us to see. Oh, okay, so like in three months or four months, if we hit these things, like your bank account's going to be up to you know, thirty thousand dollars, and you're only paying yourself two grand a month. Let's increase your salary, right. you know, because we can we can see that that would be. uh, you can, you can afford to do that. And then, so that's the business side of how those numbers work. And then on the personal side, um, we figure out what is, and what is your budget? What do you live off of? What do you actually need to make per month to live the life that you're living? Mm -hmm. Um, and I love to say, you know, when, when we talk about budgets, oftentimes it's, it comes from this place or this energy of like restriction. And I really like to talk about budgets as like budgets are knowledge for expansion.
1: Um, Love that. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) So it helps us have a baseline, like instead of just kind of going through life or closing our eyes, not really knowing we now get to be in control. We get to have knowledge, which is power and that helps us to expand. And so then we strategize both your monthly expenses and then your short-term annual expenses. This is stuff like home maintenance or you know the things that you need to put aside every month but you might not spend every month and also vacations and gifts and christmas and saving for that all year and wealthy women know those things and they plan for those things and so then we kind of have a baseline we the the formulas and the spreadsheets figure out from there okay like this is about what you need um To survive every month, and then we do sort of expansion stuff from there, where we think about what sort of increase in our lifestyle do we want. We look at our current, and we're like, oh, you know, we'd really like to expand our date nights, or we want to hire the housekeeper. It'd be really great to start to have monthly massage, whatever that expansion is for you, and figuring out, okay, how much would more would you need to then bring into your personal life, and then I talk on five different financial goals that you want to strategize that are the bigger uh, goals that we're working towards that will then use the excess of your business and all the salaries and increases and bonuses to literally put those dollars towards those larger financial goals. And so that's kind of how the money matrix and my methodology kind of work together.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's very intricate, but it feels like very easy to understand, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, I think now that we kind of know like your process and like how you would like to define all this stuff, you know, what would you say are some financial challenges that keep wedding pros from building their personal wealth? Like, what do you see over and over again? <laughs>
0: Well, I know you said that on the show, you speak about mindset and, yeah. you know, my approach is that you cannot do just the management, the money management, you know, side of things without also doing the mindset side of things, because these like are muscles that work together. And so like, as you see yourself being empowered with, oh man, I know my budget. I have a plan to pay off my debt. I am like, as you see, you're like, all of a sudden your, you know, your mindset is starting to shift, but also you're doing the work to dig into your money story. And where do these limiting beliefs come from? And how can I rewire my brain and my subconscious to think bigger? And so I think, you know, a huge part of our financial challenges as women is Combating the headspace Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, oftentimes when I dig in with women, a, a common thing is a worthiness around money, whether whatever our story has been. And many times we're doing work that we love, you know, we're like, man, I get paid to do this, you know. And so we have this like weird relationship with money, feeling like, you know, our story must have used to say you have to work really hard to make money, or it's uncomfortable, or you have to grind, and now it maybe feels like it's coming with more ease, or more flow, or more joy, and that we get uncomfortable with that. We don't feel worthy around that, and so I, um, I think that you know the mindset piece is so huge, and I, I love to say you know it is not, it is not just your story of 20, 30, 40 years that has formed these limiting beliefs and these challenges around money. If we look at society and history And how women have been disadvantaged with money, it's a bigger story that we're pressing up against. And this is why I say, like, you're joining the wealthy woman movement. Like, it is entrepreneurs that are getting to be women on the front line of this change. It wasn't, but it's been in the past 100 years that a woman could open a bank account without a man. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, in the past 100 years, a woman could not, you know, open her own credit card. And it was just 2021 stats say that women made 82 cents to the dollar of a man. Mm -hmm. This is systemic problems. And of course, that, you know, is embedded in our subconscious. And so, Us choosing to face the numbers, face the music, face our money stories, and really like work through that is us changing history. And I think that's huge.
1: My goodness, that's incredible. Yeah, I got chills. Oh, yeah, I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, no, I can I can hear it. I can tell. And I feel like it's so important. That's why I'm so excited we're talking about this stuff. It's like once you feel empowered or, and I get the knowledge. And I've talked about this a few times on the show. Like I was very like ostrich, you know, head in the sand with my finances. And then I got QuickBooks and I have a bookkeeper and it's just really freeing to know your numbers and be like, oh my gosh, I actually have a lot of money (laughs) or or like, oh, I have to make some more. I have to pay my taxes soon. Like it's just empowering to look at your financials and not be afraid. You know, like, yes. okay, I, I can do this. Like, this is, it's not easy. I'm not going to say it's easy because I'm still terrible at numbers, but I know what they are. <laughs> like, I've accepted it and like realized that, yeah, it can be learned, it can be taught. Yeah. It's a skill set that, you know, someone listening is a photographer. You had to learn how to take pictures, right? You can learn how to look at your numbers and not be afraid. And Absolutely. you know, take you know, take that power back and take that you know, change your mindset. And it really is it's something that I do personally like every single day. like I am, you know, I am what wealth looks like. I am worthy of money. I'm a money magnet. Mm-hmm. Like I accept all sorts of money flowing to me constantly. Like I, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I find money all the time. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just a it's just the power I love of that. yeah, I do follow. Yeah, the power of um, believing in yourself and knowing that you're worth it and you can, you can handle all of this, you know? So I, I would love to know, like, you know, how should we start to implement this personal wealth strategy into our lives? You know, I, I like, should we write goals, hire a biz coach? I, I would love to hear your thoughts. Cause I'm sure hopefully yes. by now people are like, okay, I want to do this. How, how do I get started? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, determining your goals, and I'll talk about maybe those five financial goals that I speak to, is huge because not only is that going to help you be in the driver's seat of your numbers, but it's going to drive up your motivation to make more money, to bring that money into your personal world. I always say piles of green cash are not very inspiring. we create these money goals that are just like kind of out of the air, just sort of arbitrary. I want to make six figures. I want to double my salary. I want to, you know, those types of things. And I'm like, why? And then when I ask the question, why, what will that do for you? What will you, what will you put those dollars towards? Many times I'm just, I just hear, uh, I actually don't really know. I don't have a plan. I just thought that was a good number to go for. I thought, I should double it from last year, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I love the expansion of that. I love the, the energy around that. But when all of a sudden you can say that if I give myself these bonuses this quarter, it means I can pay off my car and I no longer have that debt. And you actually strategize each dollar towards the debt. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much more are you going to make those projections in your business happen and the payment towards yourself happen because, Oh my goodness, all of a sudden my car's paid off. Right. So that's just one example. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I want, I, in our, in my program and anybody could listening can do this is figure out what are your financial goals. And I talked through five larger goals. So, uh, the first one is savings, The second is debt payoff. Third is investment. Fourth is large lifestyle improvements. And the fifth is generosity. So large generosity. Um, So, you know, if you don't have an emergency savings, you need to build an emergency savings alongside. And many times if I'm working with somebody who has debt and no savings, we kind of tag team those together. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and if, then if you want, if you, need like a larger savings if we've got okay, we've got a couple grand in an emergency but we can sort of see what it takes to live your life and so we determine from there how much you should have in the, in a larger savings uh, capacity or emergency savings we expand that. Um, and so debt payoff and when I when we look at your debt, I have they're like oh about my loans like about you know 20,000 for my student loan or whatever. I want you to look up the exact amount that you owe and then we can strategize. Oh, it's 21,300. Okay, let's figure out how and when we're going to take the overflow of your Money and your bonuses and your salary to pay that off, and then we can we strategize it down, and we see, wow, okay, I can pay off this loan in the next seven months, you know, if I hit these goals. And so, um, larger lifestyle improvements are things like, you know, maybe if you are renting and you want to buy your first home, or you want to buy a boat or a large vacation you're saving for, or things like that. Um, So that's important. Generosity is about maybe there's something that we want to save for to give Mm -hmm. uh, or a cause we want to give to. And this is why, you know, part of why I say wealthy women will change the world is we know that statistically women are more altruistic with their money. And so they want to give back to their communities to causes that they believe in. And that is a huge driving factor for them. And so I love pressing people into, into that goal and then investment is huge and obviously Brett and I have chosen to invest in real estate and that is where we have grown a lot of our wealth but as entrepreneurs we do not have 401ks we aren't given a retirement plan we're in charge of that and so Mm -hmm. how are you going to plan just not to live an expanded life now and a supported life now, but what is your plan for the future? And how can you take the overflow of your business and put that into
1: investing? Yeah. Gosh, these are so great. And everything is so on point. And I feel like that each of your five points is so helpful for people to grow, you know, yeah. and to really see and, and, and understand, you know, what they should be doing, but what about what they should not be doing? You know, what should people avoid? you know, when they start thinking about personal wealth, you know, should they go buy all the Louis Vuitton bags or like, where should they put that money? (laughs) Right. Right. Cause sometimes when we
0: think about like a a wealth coach and money and it's like, go buy the Ferrari, you know, like to the crazy extent, and like, I think that there's like something about that. Like there's an expansion there, an energy there that is like healthy to an extent. Mm -hmm. But I I mean, for me, I'm so practical and grounded, like grounded in my approach, I think is like, there are sort of guidelines, like don't go, you know, if you've got debt, like, that debt and savings have to be your first mm-hmm. kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Um And I mean, I, I always say there's no hard and fast rules because everyone's different and every, every situation is different. And so I, I, I try to have sort of guiding principles that then you have to sort of put on yourself. Like, you know, typically you need to have a savings. You have that If you don't have no savings, uh, you're going to end up increasing your debt because okay. there's going to be things that are unaccounted for. There's going to be these moments that are quote unquote emergencies, right? And mm-hmm. so you've got to have a savings account, um, different things like that. But I do think, you know, what I've said over and over again, probably your listeners are like, okay, Aaron, I get it, is <laughs> uh, don't, you know, it's stop. Put, playing it so safe that's what I see most people doing is when they create the projections I'm like really this is your expansion this is like you know and like okay yeah actually like I already know I'm gonna make, basically make that I'm like okay that's not projecting then that's not manifesting more you know and so um stop playing it so safe, uh, in your headspace and like what you're planning for. Cause you'll expand into like what you put out for yourself, you know, and you'll make it happen. And even if you don't make it, it's, you know, we don't run when I'm working with people, we don't run your business numbers down to zero. Right. We create cushion, we create, you know, all of that. And so, Uh, Our brains are wired to keep us safe and let's uh, help them know they're safe and push them a little bit, you know, (laughs) Uh, it's okay. And, you know, I say stop putting the money, always putting the money back in the business. Unless you're doing it with the uh, and and there, I do that. I, I invest in a business. I mean, I wouldn't exist as a company if people didn't reinvest in their business. They're paying for my programs or my coaching because they're reinvesting in their business. But I really want you to think about that through the lens of like doing these types of investments helps me scale, which helps me bring more money into my universe, right? And that if you're If you're doing these things, like let's start to look at it through that lens. Like, hey, if I invest in this VA, if I hire on this person, if I do this coaching program, my goal is that I can know my numbers so I can pay myself more. I can make more money because I'm in my zone of genius, not doing all the menial tasks, like whatever that is. And so make sure there's that caveat that you're not because people, I see women will keep putting back in their business without Increasing it for themselves, right? And so I guess those are a couple rules on the other side. I mean, and a huge one for me. And I, don't, I know, I don't know if this is fully aligned with your question, but you've got to make sure you're saving for your taxes mm-hmm. and um, making sure that those are accurate numbers, as close as we can get that you're doing it every month. Whenever I'm working with people, tax payments are, our our tax payment is removed. We don't even see that in your bank account. You move your tax payment every month into a tax bank account. And so uh, plan for that. I'm on a mission to never let a woman face that stress and that like surprise that we felt. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some, some no, I think that's great. Yes. <laughs> I think it, I think it aligns
1: perfectly. I think it's good.
0: <laughs> good.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> so so what are some ways, you know, our listeners, you know, could use their wedding business to to become more personally wealthy? You know, like what sort of tips do you have there cuz you know, we've talked about, you know, aligning yourself and, and your mindset and things to know and understanding your numbers, but how how can we use our businesses to make more money? Like are there certain things you would recommend?
0: Well, I think what I, like some of the things I've already said, maybe I'll highlight again. So I would say, you know, start to see your numbers moving forward. So start to do the present to the future with your business, not just the bookkeeping that is uh, retroactive so that you can start to make decisions for your future and for expansion create projections in your business. So stretch yourself not to just look at sort of what you have on the books. I know in the wedding industry, we plan out our schedules, you know, far out and so you can sort of see your numbers for a while and start to strategize oh I'm gonna get a deposit from this couple this many people this month that'll be about this I'm gonna get a couple more weddings the end of this year you know and kind of like play with the numbers see what your your next year' is really gonna look like mm-hmm. Um and, you know, with the projections, um, and see like, okay, wow, this is kind of what. My, so then you can make decisions whether it's um, reinvesting to create higher salary or it's just paying yourself more. And then when I when I mentioned all the five financial goals, I would love for your listeners to think through where am I at in my money journey. And what makes sense for me to start to strategize towards beyond just my lifestyle and get really specific with the numbers. If it's savings, know exactly how much you have in savings now, how much more you need to save based on understanding your lifestyle. If it's, Debt, like get all of your debt down on paper, the exact numbers, you know, for that. Um, if it's investing and you want to purchase your first rental property, figure out how much, based on your area, you need to save for that first investment. Or if you're going to start investing in a, you know, those types of things, like make them really specific, tangible goals you can go after.
1: I love that. I love being tangible. I love being specific. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's so helpful for our brains. We get, we're going to do different things. Like I said, when we are like, okay, shoot, I can take on these, this many more weddings and that then helps me pay off my debt. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to like have a little bit of a busier season for the sake of that goal.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have a, you have a clear end goal in sight. Mm -hmm. And then once you reach it, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm debt free. I'm here. I'm here. Yes,
0: and that <laughs> feeling. I could just had somebody in my program who paid off all her debt, and uh, and you know, it was a big leaper. And she's like, the weight, how I feel right now, like I can't even. And I'm like, see, that's why I want to say numbers are freaking sexy. Yeah. <laughs> because look at what we can do when we figure out our numbers and all these spreadsheets and the things that are like, ah, no, they're sexy because look what they do for our lives.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, Erin, this has been so amazing. I loved, I love chatting. I, this was such a good show and a good topic. And I hope everyone listening feels inspired to go uh, figure out their numbers, maybe hire a coach, you know, figure out. How to make your dreams happen by knowing, you know, your numbers and and reaching your goals. You know, I love that being debt free and and investing in your business. So thank you so much.
0: Yes, thanks so much for having me. Cheers yes. to wealthy women.
1: Yes, cheers to wealthy women. So let's tell everybody more uh, where they can find out more about you, um, your services, the coaching, and, and say hello online. Yes, absolutely. I'm
0: most active on Instagram. So come over, give me a follow. I'd love to, I'm in the DMs. I'm very relational, so I love getting to know the people that are following me. So we can link that in the show notes. It's my name, but my name spelled so weird that it's with two N's and no E on the bridge and all that. So (laughs) grab my, my, uh, Aaron Bridgman in the link. And then, um, the biggest way that people enter into my world and coaching is through my eight week intensive program. That's where we go through the money matrix system that we just talked about. That's where we, you go through my mindset intensive around money. And so that's a, the, the, and and it's intensive for a reason because you put in work and you have huge transformation in a short amount of time so I'd love for people to join the waitlist if they feel like that's something that would uh, serve them well we open that a couple times a year Mm -hmm. and yeah that's I think the best too there's also I would encourage people to get the wealthy woman checklist it's totally free and it helps you understand and identify here are the things I need to do and be to be the CFO of my personal life, to be the CFO of my business and to be the CFO of my mindset. There's uh, recorded trainings with that and that's a gem. So grab that for sure.
1: Oh yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All this information will be in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up, click on the links and let Erin know you listened to today's episode and be sure to say hi to her on uh, Instagram and let her know if you had any aha moments. We'd love to hear uh, what you thought. Erin, thank you so much for being here. I hope you come back soon hey, thank you
0: so
1: much. Well, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and being here today. Thank you to Erin for being our wonderful guest. I hope you liked today's episode. If you want to find out more about Erin and how to work with her, just swipe on up, click on the show notes and let her know you listened to today's episode. Well, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.